Hi, it's Megan, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of Woe is Fuck. This week, we are going to be talking all about timelines and timeline jumping. We're going to be sharing our experiences with it, what it looks like, and how you could facilitate your own timeline jump and some people that you can work with if you want some assistance with that process. Also, be sure to check out our website where we are going to have a workbook on working through preparing for a timeline jump and some other things. So I hope that you guys are all having a wonderful day and let's get into it. It's Megan. And Lissa. And welcome to this week's episode of Woe's Fuck. Um, I know that we talked about doing Claire's, and that's what <laughs> we've been saying for a month about our first uh, research based educational episode. But in true form factor, we decided to pivot and we're doing a different subject. Pivot! Yes. So I um, recently had a lot of life changes and I intuitively signed up for a course doing uh timeline jumps which um that that that's all kind of funny because i i genuinely thought because it was an impulsive i've seen okay um get your shit together megan (laughs) wait i want to pop in for a second while you while you think about what you want to say because um i don't think i'm not a hundred percent sure if everyone listening knows this but um before you get more into it, Megan, I just want to say, you guys, uh, one of the things that Megan has struggled with that we've talked about in past episodes is um, like investing in herself. And one the way that that manifests is a lot of times sh- the spending money on herself, whether it be like uh, one thing that we've talked about is nice makeup, like purchasing like nice makeup for yourself or something like that is seen as a like a waste of money. And we were talking a couple weeks ago about how it's really important to invest in yourself. And she made the commitment, we both did, um, We like I was talking about making more time for nature and like getting out there. And one of the things that Megan was going to really have intention with was investing in herself. And then the result of that pretty instantaneously was this intuitive uh impulse purchase. So at the time she saw it as how she's going to explain it. But on the other end observing, I got really excited because I was like, oh my God, her energy is shifting. It's changing. It's working. And now I'll shut up and let you explain. <laughs> so I, um, I follow P and I absorb all of the things, but I'm also sometimes I just skip through things. And I've been very aware of the the timeline jumping sessions that she offers. And then I knew there was like a collective group thing that was offered um and she had been hyping it up and hyping it up and then I kind of thought about doing it but I didn't really do a deep dive into it or anything because it was money and I don't like to spend money on myself if it's more than 25 or 30 dollars and um but it passed and then they had posted that there were four more spots that were being opened up and I just impulsively said me and I thought in my mind that this was like a collective group timeline jump that we were all doing together. And because all of us were doing it together, that we were, um, there was going to be like a big jump 
because all of her energies were focused into it and really impactful. And what it was, was a course on how to, as a practitioner, guide timeline jumps, which was so much better, if we're being honest. Um, and through this experience, um, a lot of it kind of lined up with stuff I was already doing. It opened my eyes to a few different um, ways of structuring things that I hadn't considered before, which I love kind of getting to learn about things. And I got to meet a really beautiful soul, my partner, um, and I performed a jump on them and they performed one on me. And then the very next day I quit my job. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Hold on. Time out. Pause, 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 pause. I don't think I realized that the very next day you quit your job. And yes. also because I can hear you guys asking, um, when she says P, P is a woman, P the fairy is her uh, name. And what, if I were to describe her in one sentence, I would say that she is an energy worker, artist, podcaster, content creator, and ultimately just a human being living in truth and integrity. Uh, what she teaches is very much in alignment with what um, Megan and I like consume in terms of information. And, uh, and we'll put her links so that you can find her personally. But that is who P is. And I did not realize it was the very next day. Holy crap. Yep. It was the very next day I um, decided to leave the job where I was having to work until 4 a.m. with no notice regularly, weekly, sometimes multiple times a week. And um, it was a really beautiful experience. And I'm really grateful for investing in myself and getting to expand my knowledge. But it kind of resulted in Lisa and I both doing a pretty deep dive into timeline work. And we decided why not make our research-based in informative episode <laughs> based on what we are currently researching and really into. So um, we, we've we learned not to commit to a topic and then we'll just surprise you. <laughs> Working in flow in true in fashion. Flow. Yes. And also um, as we were talking about this, I didn't realize that this was all lining up this way truly. So after Megan did that timeline jump and learned about how to facilitate it. Um, she offered to do one for me because I'm also in a state of transition, as you all know. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, this is something that definitely needs to be done before recording this episode. And it didn't work out yesterday. The energy for me was just off. I wasn't in a place where I could concentrate. I was kind of grumpy and frustrated. And, um, so we put it off. And then today, as we were doing our little review before we record, it became abundantly clear to me that this is going to be a very hands-on experience, meaning Megan's going to be teaching us about what she's learned about timeline work. And I'll be adding in my two cents based on my personal experience doing timeline work um, on myself. I mean, I popped big timelines in my life, but I didn't really understand that's what I was doing. But the fun thing is, is that after she explains all that, what we're going to do is we're going to head over onto our Patreon and actually do that timeline jumping session. So the session itself will not be recorded. That's something private and just for me and her. But what we are going to do is we're going to record a little like beforehand what, you know, just what I need to know in order to do this. And then we'll pop off and then I will give you guys an update on my experience because we we have Megan's experience in her story but I think it would be really fun to offer patrons um, a literal 
step-by-step, step, this is what the process looks like. So I'm really excited. Originally, we were we were literally going to be reading, these are what the Claire's are, you know, blah, 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 blah. And now it's turned into a very experiential group process. And, uh, and yeah, and I'm going to be doing a jump literally today. So here, so here we are. Here we are. Um, okay, so let's talk about, I guess, in general, timelines, energy, the universe, the collective database. Um, that's probably because I'm really computer oriented. I'm probably going to describe this in a lot of um, technical adjacent terminology. <laughs> so um, the universe is essentially a giant database full of every single decision you've ever made, every single um, decision someone else has made, uh, every time a butterfly has flapped its wings and all of the possible outcomes of those things. I'm sure you're familiar with like butterfly effect type things. And um, there are an infinite amount of timelines that you could possibly be on at any given moment. You probably shift timelines way more often than you were aware of it. Um, with every decision that you make, you could have made an opposite or different decision and gone a totally different direction. You could have um, taken a little bit longer to leave a store and then hit a stoplight. And because you hit that stoplight, 10 other things happened. And that's kind of what this is all about, really, is taking control of your intention behind your actions. So this isn't just... Um, letting yourself aimlessly wander through the universe. This is you intentionally taking control over your timeline and where you want to be. And a lot of that is radical acceptance of where you are now. And it can't be done out of desperation, just like with any sort of manifestation. It can't come up from a place of need or a place of lack, or you're not going to be able to anchor in what you truly need. You need to be open to your highest timeline, whatever that looks like, without trying to fit it into a box, which I know we've been harping on for a while. So um, how do you know if you've done a timeline jump? I'm sure that you've just woken up one day or gotten out of a shower and everything felt a little bit different. So there are a few different things um, to be aware of in your just general day-to-day -day life when it comes to where you are with your timeline or if anything significant has happened to you without you intentionally initiating it. So a big example of this will be the Mandela effects. <laughs> so you were certain that there was a cornucopia in the logo of Fruit of the Loom, or you were certain that it was the Berenstain Bears, not the Berenstain Bears. <laughs> Both of those things are very true. Yes. Very true. <laughs> um, and uh, essentially what that is, is you were on a timeline where those things were very, very true for you, but you hopped into a timeline where that might not have never happened for the other people experiencing that timeline. And um, that's a really common one. And it, it's getting more and more common there. Are, I probably could list off a hundred things. And some of it could just be uh, a fluke. It could be just a random thought. But there are some of these things that I legitimately have like core memories around them. <laughs> um, I do as well. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt your flow, oh, but I just fine. want to pop in here real quick. Cause I can, I can hear some thoughts going on. Um, so you guys, here's the thing. We do understand that there are people who have explained away the Mandela effect, like, um, talking about collective memories being different. I know for a fact that there's social scientists that's 
study this phenomena and um, phenomenon, phenomena, da, 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 da. I don't know how you say that. Anyways. So, so we're going to just ask you for this episode in particular, this is the woo as fuck podcast, right? To just take a minute to suspend your beliefs in what you know to be true and just potentially, if you're open to it, listen with sort of a blank slate. Because here's the thing. If if you live in a reality where timeline jumping is real and you are open to that, and let's say you lived in a world, <clears throat> me, where the cornucopia at the fruit of on the fruit of the loom did exist, okay? And then now you're existing in a world where that did not exist, the human psyche is going to want to find ways to explain that. And so you best bet there will absolutely be a thousand reasons why that is so. Because chances are you are existing on a timeline where other people also have that quote unquote false memory. So there is, it's this and that, it's this and that. Sure, maybe we just misremembered. Sure, maybe they redid their branding and marketing. I'm hearing like someone out there knows something about marketing and branding and has a way to explain this away. And I'm not saying that that's not true. I believe that that's true in your world and I am not discounting that or or invalidating that. What I am saying is that it is absolutely possible to exist in a new timeline where you are in a collective, excuse me, where there are people in the collective that you exist in this new timeline who were also on a different timeline with you in the past, who also remember things as being different from you in the past, even if the majority of the people in the now remember it differently. And so, of course, there are going to be ways that we can utilize tools and science to explain that away. So it's this and that. And that's, and I'm going to pop off now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other things that you might experience um, that you've probably experienced in your life is um, you suddenly lose interest in things that you were once really passionate about or you're pulled to an entirely new direction that you hadn't considered before. You feel kind of disassociated or lightheaded or different. That's it's pretty common with energy work to feel um, various physical symptoms to you shifting or clearing energy or whatever. And you just intuitively feel like you're somewhere new, like it's a fresh start or it's a different start. And I also I'm going to kind of step away from the woo because I have from a mental health perspective um an alternate take to the timeline that I want to include. So say you are relatively in the woo, but you're not super in the woo. Timeline jumping is radically accepting your life as it is and then making the choice to go in the direction you want to go. At its simplest point, you are saying, I am here, here kind of sucks, but it not from a place of desperation, just a place of acceptance. It is not good or bad, it is neutral. And I want to be here. And you were choosing that you are now here, acting as if, or um, just changing your mindset. And that's really what a lot of this is. And you were attracting on a very woo side. Um, you were changing your alignment and then realigning yourself with your highest timeline. But from a mental health standpoint, essentially, you're just choosing to be on this new path and you are accepting that you are going on this new path. And that new old version of yourself no longer exists. And I feel like that was really important to include. <laughs> okay. So recap from a mental health, uh, non woo perspective, this is you having radical acceptance of where you are. Correct me if I'm wrong, Megan, having radical acceptance of where you are and then using intention and your free will to make the conscious decision to be where you 
want to be as opposed to where you are. And from the woo perspective, this is you learning how to harness your own alignment to align with a different frequency of reality than the one you are currently experiencing. Is that correct? correct. Yes. I just wanted to make sure to include that alternate version of it because uh, I am very woo and very open to things, but I'm also very rational and I'm very um, aware of mental health and things around it. And I know that regardless, before I was aware of any of this, I would do similar things um, where I would decide I am now doing this and I would bring it to me because I chose to live my life as if I were doing a thing. It was my most common form of manifestation, whether it was intentionally manifestation or me just trying to get myself out of a shithole <laughs> when it comes to mental health, you know? Yeah, we've all that, that I think. Okay. So I want to talk about radical acceptance of where you are. This is actually something I'm currently experiencing and part of why I will be doing the jump with Megan or why she will be guiding me through one and something that we've both gotten to in the last month. So also something in, in uh, addiction work, like working in the field of addiction, that's necessary for change to happen. So we get to a point in our lives where we are no longer, I don't even want to say like happy with where we are, but where it gets to the point where it's like intolerable, where the existence that we're currently experiencing can get into this place rather. So like if you are acting out of alignment, this is going to be from a woo perspective. If you are existing in the world and you're incrementally adjusting your frequency to be more and more out of alignment with your highest self. And I would like to describe this in a way that really makes sense. So imagine your highest self, your highest timeline aligning with your highest self being like the best case scenario and literally sort of a line just going up and down is how I picture it. So literal, literal alignment. Or if you're thinking of a plumb bob, does anyone know what a plumb bob is? Like, it's I like have a, no idea what that is. Interesting. So I encourage you to Google it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's a weight that's attached to a string and carpenters uh, will use it as a means of making sure that what they're building is literally centered. So if you hold up a, like my, our studio apartment is pretty janky, right? So if I were to attach a plumb bob to the ceiling, chances are the way that that piece of metal is going to fall is not going to align right with this beam I'm currently looking at. Like it's probably going to be a little crooked because the foundation is crooked. The foundation is not level. And um, so alignment then would be your energy matching that. And the way that I picture that is your crown being open and energy flowing freely down into your root and then out. So you're sort of a circuit. And none of us are ever meant to be there all of the time at all. That's not the intention of being here. What we're meant to do is experience alignment so we know what that feels like. And then intentionally through our own free will or through accident or happenstance or relationships and experiences with other people, we will step out of alignment. And our emotional guidance system, uh, Abraham Hicks talks a lot about this and it's very, very helpful. Our emotional guidance system is sort of our GPS to show us where we're at in our alignment. So we are, we are here to expand and grow as a consciousness, as a soul. Take this as you will. This is my personal perspective based on my work and what I've done. We are here to grow and then misalignment, stepping out of that place of alignment is what allows contrast in order for us to grow. So 
here you are in alignment, everything's beautiful. Then let's say you get in a car accident, okay? Well, now there are things in your life that are difficult and perhaps you're no longer physically comfortable in your body, maybe you're injured. That's gonna be some natural misalignment happening in your energy that's gonna manifest as uncomfortable emotions. The uncomfortable emotions are telling you that you are not in alignment. You can then take that contrasting experience to have new thoughts about what you want in your life, which then act as a magnet to draw those things to you. I'm still a little, I, I, I'm not 100% sure if it's the thoughts or the emotions that act as the magnet. One of them does. That whole system, how that system operates is still something I'm learning about myself, but I'm positive that there are energy workers out there who would be able to describe that part to you in detail. But point being, so now in my mind, I'm thinking, I need a new car. I, I Like my car doesn't work anymore and my body doesn't feel good. So what the fuck am I going to, like, how am I going to make this better? That begins a whole new process of honestly, you existing on a new timeline where you are able to implement these new thoughts, these new ideas, these new needs to become a bigger, more expanded version of you. If we're doing this in flow and allowing the energy that is source consciousness to expand within us, what happens is, is when we come back into alignment after that contrasting experience, we are a bigger, more expanded version of us. So just a mild recap or a little recap there. The emotions tell you where you're at in your own alignment. If you're feeling bliss and joy and radical acceptance, chances are you're aligned with your highest self. If you're feeling aggravated, uncomfortable, angry, chances are you're out of alignment. The more emotional discomfort you feel, the more out of alignment you are. The good thing about that is it means the more contrast you're experiencing, therefore the the larger the expansion and growth process you could you could integrate back into your being once you come back into alignment. The downside of that is you feel more uncomfortable. So I forget where I was going with all of that, but the point Radical is essential. <laughs> ah, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Lissa's fucking 10-minute side tangent. Radical acceptance. So having radical acceptance of where you are, sorry, that's so important. This is, this is why I was talking about it. So think of the plumb bob being straight up and down. If you are way to the left or to the right of that, way, way to the left or to the right of that because you're having a contrasting experience that's pulling you out of alignment, you are incapable of jumping onto a timeline that is going to serve you in any way, shape, or form. And in fact, if you do any sort of timeline jumping, intentional or otherwise, it is going to be sort of that like um, that snowball effect of things getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And with those mini jumps, we see that as like, you know, you stubbing your toe in the morning, and then that leads to your spill spilling your coffee, and then you get in an argument with a coworker. Those are those mini jumps, right? So you're just like minusculely altering your day to be worse and worse and worse. Radical acceptance is when you take all of that contrast and the negative emotion and you let it go and you accept where you're at so you can come back into alignment so that the jump that you make is also one that's in alignment. So that was a very long explanation, but I feel it's really important for us to understand the mechanics of that. Yes. And with radical acceptance and looking at your life without the lens of like, this sucks or this is amazing and just really looking at it in a neutral zone, you're able to see so many things about yourself and your experience and your your perception that might have been um, sh 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, <laughs> that might have been um, impacted by your emotions surrounding it. So um, you're looking at your life with like you're a third person, you know, that you have no personal attachment to your life. You're just observing it as if you were an observer. And that there's so much that can come from that experience alone outside of like timeline jumping. If you just look at your life as it is without influencing yourself, essentially, you're you're able to really perceive things in an entirely new light. And for this process and for any sort of intentional jumping or manifestation or anything at all, you need to really be comfortable with where you are now and accepting of where you are now because it is part of your journey and to have the best of possible effect, you need to take it down to like a neutral zone. It is not good. It is not bad. It just is. And that's all that matters. Megan, can you give us a uh, real life example? It could be like made up if it if you don't want to share what it personally was for you. But what did that look like for you in terms of having radical acceptance before your actual jump that you did? I am going to talk about, um, I guess, work. That's That was the biggest, a big factor in mine. So for me, I was looking at my life and the struggles that I have in relation to work. And I radically had to accept the fact that a lot of my problems and a lot of my barriers when it comes to work were my fault, 100% my fault. Um, and yes, other people had impact other people had say other people had things that they um influenced me to do and i tried to establish boundaries and i tried to do x y and z with everything but i wasn't standing up for myself in the way that i needed to i wasn't establishing the boundaries that i needed to and i was allowing myself to continuously be in the cycle of for me giving an external source 200% of my effort and then burning out. And with my mental health and my neurodivergency and all of the things that culminate into this little being that wants to be perfect and help everyone and do everything right all of the time and then screw my personal life, screw myself, screw my body. And I was hurting myself and I was hurting the people around me because I was continuously in a loop of hurting myself and I had to accept that and really accept my part in that that narrative that I had built around it and then what happened <laughs> sorry I just kind of want to hear your story a little bit like it sounds like you but I also want to talk about the energy behind it I think this is going to be like me interviewing you today Megan so um like so first you have radical acceptance of where you're at and what's going on. And for you, that meant that you recognized that actually is really powerful. So all of this, this negative, the negative cycles that you were experiencing in your work life were self-imposed. Was there a sense of freedom once you realized that? Because once you like were aware of the fact that it was self-imposed, you also knew that you had the freedom and ability to change it. Oh, absolutely. There's a, it's, it's a huge release, honestly, um, for me, at least it was because what was happening was I was able to see, well, if this is what I'm doing, here's a clear path out of it. Here is the reasons that I'm failing. Here are the things that I'm struggling with. And this is why I repeat the cycle. And because I removed myself from it and I was able to look at it as if I were an entirely different entity, I was able to see the clear path outside of that, how to get away from it. 
And I took that process the next day and I left my job. But in, before I did that, I didn't just leave my job. I made out a list of all of the reasons why I have failed in the past. All of the reasons why, because I've tried to work for myself full time a few times in the past. And I do okay for a little while. And then I have depression hits and I like shut down and I don't do this and that. And I am failing myself in these ways. And I made a list and I really, really sat with it. And I really looked at it and asked myself, were these things going to be problems? How could I navigate them? How can I avoid them? And I was really honest with myself about the fact that I could fail. I could fail. And you know what? I feel so unattached to that failure because to me, knowing that I'm going into this process completely unattached from that failure and knowing that if it, if I fail, it's not really the end of the world because I am going into this doing everything that I can to succeed because I'm, I've looked at those failures and if I fail in a new way, it's something to add to the list for next time. Um, and it's just a learning opportunity. And I will never give someone 200% ever again. Ah, sorry. Golf, <laughs> golf clap for you in the background yeah. here. I'm holding my microphone <laughs> with one, but I'm clapping my wrist with the other. Uh, so th this brings me back full circle too, to when I went off on that side tangent about alignment, because I missed the point, which was you get to a point in your life when you're acting out of alignment where it becomes unbearable. So those incremental steps that I was talking about that you can take where you're more and more out of alignment, the way that I see that, I wish I, I wish you guys could literally see me right now. Cause what I've done when I've worked with clients in the past is I will put a rubber band around my finger and then I will take another finger and I will pull on that rubber band to create resistance. And I will explain that like moving to the left or moving to the right is creating resistance through lack of alignment and experiencing negative emotion. The further that rubber band is pulled, this is actually a really beautiful example and why I use it so often. It's not, I didn't create this. I don't remember where I got it from, but it was someone, it wasn't me. So eventually that resistance gets so strong, the rubber band will snap, like literally snap. It can only take so much. Well, what happens when it snaps? It comes right back to center. So you can intentionally let go and it will bop right back into center. But we tend to get to these points in our lives when we're acting out of alignment that it becomes so physically uncomfortable and emotionally uncomfortable that we that we give up, that we surrender. And when that happens, it's the thing that allows us to make the change. And I'm sitting here listening to Megan talk and uh, he, like thinking about my work in addiction treatment and how it just makes so much sense. Because when she was listing out all of those failures and when she told herself, this is really like a key component here and you don't have to get to a rock bottom to make change in your life. You absolutely do not. But the reason energetically that a rock bottom can be a huge catalyst for forward momentum in alignment is because you no longer are afraid of failure and you're more willing to have radical acceptance of where you are because everything else hurts. Everything else is painful. And for Megan to be able to sit down and write a list of all the things that you know, we're screwing her up and, and making her and preventing her from aligning with her highest timeline. And to recognize in that moment, she may fail, but have acceptance of that. Sometimes it takes getting to the point of massive discomfort to sit with that and be okay with it. Because at that point, it's like, even if she fails, and I think we've all been here, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are 
you've done some inner work and you've gotten to a point in your life where you've felt it, it can't be like any action I take can't, it, it can't get worse than where I'm at. So I might as well just accept where I am and surrender. And it feels like that was a primary piece in your jump, but this was also a huge jump that she did guys. So timeline work can be incremental. It can be tiny or it can be really big. But chances are, if you're about to do a big jump, it might have been preceded by a lot of uncomfortable feelings, uh, resistance to those uncomfortable feelings, and then coming full circle with a release of that and a surrender. And it's uh, it's really important to not come at any sort of magic from a place of desperation or lack or, or whatever, but there's a separation from hitting rock bottom and having acceptance of your situation and being neutral and hitting rock bottom and being in the midst of rock bottom because um Sorry, I, I just I, wanted to say a huge important yeah. distinction there hugely 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 yes um because i i will be candid i i hit rock bottom about a week prior and i was in it but i let myself really feel those feelings i didn't just run away from them i didn't practice escapism i didn't um, do whatever. And then I, I had a week of sitting in those feelings, accepting them, working through them, figuring out paths. And I, I didn't just go into it like, oh, I no longer want to live. Let's do a timeline jump. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Get help. Do what you need to do for yourself. Get some distance from the, the event <laughs> and make sure that you're in a place where you're ready to move forward and you're not just desperately trying to cling on to the next thing. That's really important with anything that you do in your life. Feel your feelings and give yourself space. Can you explain for them, for everyone listening, the difference in what you were experiencing emotionally so that they can really feel the difference there? Like what you were experiencing at rock bottom before you took space and then what you were experiencing before your jump? Sure. Um, so I hit rock bottom, um, I guess it was a few weeks ago now. And in that moment, I, it kind of came on in a wave. I've, I've not had any sort of, um, I guess, trigger warning. I'm going to be talking about suicidal ideation. I haven't had any of those thoughts, um, in, in years, really. I'd been pretty, um, pretty good about it. I thought, and I realized that evening that I had just been kind of numbing myself out to some emotions that I really needed to feel. And I had a discussion with my partner and I blurted out something that I realized was like a repressed trauma that I had been holding on to. And I really kind of sunk into this, like I opened up a can of worms and I was going through all of these feelings that I just had decades of not dealing with. And I, I cried a lot and I, I haven't had a really good cry in a, a while. And I cried for hours. I recorded videos of me like in really in the moment because it felt really important to document this, this feeling that I was having. And I kind of went back in my brain, did the thing that it used to do when I would feel big feelings where I would say, you no longer live, you no longer feel the things. And I didn't see, like I was trying to make a list of all the reasons why I should live, all of the things I could hold on to, and I couldn't come up with anything in that moment. And I 
just really sat with it and I didn't do anything. Obviously, I'm here right now, but I sat with it and I didn't sleep and I wrote so much and I cried and I felt my feelings and I took a little sad bath in the dark at like three in the morning and um, just really went through that wave. But it was it was intense, visceral emotion. And I let myself have those things and I really felt them and I really processed them and I documented it all for myself and gave myself time. I let myself, I normally give myself a sad day. It's kind of a rule of mine because I can fall into like a depressive episode if I let myself have more than one day, but I let myself have a a sad weekend and I let myself really sit in that feeling and I let myself process it and I talked about it with everyone that was involved or just knew me which I'm not super comfortable talking about some some stuff, but I was really open and candid and, and vulnerable, vulnerable about it. But a big thing for me was I, I didn't feel like I was being seen. And that has a hundred different stems from it. And a lot of it probably has to do with the fact that I've been masking most of my life and trying to be something I'm not. And I didn't really know myself was a big, big part of that core. So how would anyone else see me or know me if I wasn't seeing myself. I worked through a lot of that. And then by the time I did the jump, I had processed so much of that and accepted so much of it and had already had plans in my mind. And I took a week off work for mental health reasons, which if you know me in real life, it is very hard. I I don't take days off. I don't call in sick usually um, at any job. I don't take days off. I rarely take vacation days. I'm a workhorse. I'm not anymore. I was a workhorse. Let me correct that. But I took a whole week off with no prior, because usually if I have a vacation, I would tell people months in advance and I would have like a whole plan for the people to like take over my stuff. And I just took off and um, took a whole week off. And then on Friday, I, after I did the jump, opted to not return after my mental health break. And I feel really good now. I have, I'm on day two of working for myself full time again. And I've not made a lot of money because I've been doing a lot of stuff that I needed to take care of months ago, years ago. (laughs) But I'm building a strong foundation to move forward. Thank you for sharing that with us. That is incredibly vulnerable. And I'm so proud of you for like, you are such a different person now than you were six months ago. And I'm sure you're a radically different person than you were two years ago or even a year ago. But um, to see the growth and progress in the way that you take up space now, it is truly, I don't know, it like gives other people permission to do the same. And seeing you do it in particular is... mm, of like huge weight value and significance because I personally, as your friend, understand intimately the ways in which these actions that you're taking to really take care of yourself and do what you need to do for you are in direct opposition to the way that you've been living your life. And so the pivot that that takes is a big one. But you guys, as her friend who's able to watch her go through this process, and it's really, I sidebar, sidebar, side tangent. I love the fact that we are 
doing this podcast through the process of leaving our day jobs, coming out of the woo closet, stepping into the woo community, working as energy workers in the field, and then sharing this all with you because so many people tell the story after the fact. And I love that we're telling it during. So you're like along for the ride with us. But, um, Point being, as someone who's seen her go through that, to see the power, to feel the power in her voice as she talks about where she is now, and to see, mm, this is the exciting part. So since she's made that jump, it's only been two days, right? But one of the things well, the that she was- the jump was on keep- Thursday, but I've only been, like, because I, I didn't work on the weekend. I gave myself lots of room and really connected with my partner over the weekend. Oh, that was another thing too. So uh, we're constantly texting each other. And over the weekend, she was sort of MIA. And it was because she was giving herself um, like a break, like in screen time and being able to just reconnect with her partner. So I just want to explain. So as a observer of this, I'm just going to tell you guys my experience because it's been a really beautiful thing to watch. And I want you to all get an idea of like what's possible for you when you really surrender to like your soul self and who you are. Um, So that was the first thing that was like, whoa, there's a big shift happening here is that she was sort of unavailable over the weekend in the best of ways. Meaning it's not like she just like was gone, but typically Megan and I message quite a bit back and forth. And anytime I would message her, anytime I had messaged her over last weekend, it was like, hey, I can't really talk right. Or sorry, it took me so long to get back to you. You know, my partner and I are watching a movie and I'll talk to you in a bit or whatever. And um, it was just very clear that she was making time to reconnect with her partner, be away from screens and exist in the world as her and feel what that energy feels like. Then come come Sunday night, um, there was a bit of. Is it okay if I share this, Megan? Um, sure. I I wasn't really involved in the process of of your uh, situation. Oh well, this is about you. Oh, about me. my situation. Oh, geez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and I guess you can just edit this out if you don't want to talk about it. Oh, but um, so Sunday night. My situation. Yeah. Like which one? Oh my God. The, I need, a, I'm surrendered you guys. I'm ready for a jump. But anywho, so Sunday night came and Megan was nervous about Monday because Monday oh, was her. She can share that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So, like so I Monday was a big secret anyway. I don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Um, come Monday, she was nervous about starting work because this was and and we both are prone to anxiety and panic attacks. So uh, a non-neurodivergent, uh, stable like normie would probably just focus on Monday or the week of, right? But people who are like us project that way far out into the future. So it wasn't just now I'm going to work for myself on Monday because Megan has a bunch of projects that she's working on. It's not like she quit her job and she's not doing anything. We're talking, she now has an infinite list of tasks that are all about what she wants to be doing with her life that she can actually implement. So she had this huge list of things that she wanted to get done and accomplish. But then with that list came the fear and panic of, oh my God, now I'm responsible for supporting myself. And what if I fail? And what if I fail my partner? And what will that look like? And oh my God, like like the the actual weight of that emotion. And what I what I knew full well from 
mm, being able to tap into her future self was the way in which her energy would flow freely. So what I kept hearing when she was telling me these things was she has no idea. Like she has no idea the untapped potential that this energy has to flow through her now that she's actually working in flow. So when you remove these blocks and resistance, and I know that a lot of us can't do that right now, myself included, I still work as a waitress and bartender on the weekends. I still have panic attacks about it. And it's, but, but that's, it's okay. Like it's okay to be in the middle of this. And just because we're watching Megan go through a gigantic transformation, doesn't mean we have to judge ourselves about our current circumstances. So she now has this free flow of energy that's able to operate through her with no resistance. And so I could feel that. So I was really excited for her day of work on Monday because I knew like, oh my God, she has no idea what it's actually going to be like to just get to work on her stuff because the energy will feel so different. But she was really nervous about it. And then Monday came and what did you accomplish, Megan? How did that go for you? Oh my gosh, so much. So I basically have a day and a half of non- us recording work. I don't don't want to say non-podcast, but it's not true. A lot of it was podcast stuff, but I created new pages. I created templates. I created documentation for stuff. I've edited like 10 videos. Um, I've done stuff for my business. I did a reading for someone and it's just been an, an abundant amount of flow. And Monday I was resistant to go to my office because that's where the bad things happen. And I just had this moment like click of, oh, yeah, bad things don't happen there anymore. Because in the past, I would come in on Monday and log on to my computer and find out, oh, I have to work until 4 a.m. or whatever. And I I had no control over what was happening. And now I have all of the control and I'm doing all of these things that um, my big objective for, for this time, for this transition period is to focus on all of the things that I said I would do if I had time. And I have a big honking list of things <laughs> that I would have done if I had time. And I'm doing them. And it feels so good. And yeah, I'm focusing, I guess, initially on some like backlog pod- podcast work and some things that I wanted to do for a really long time. But the energy in general around all of this has just been so effortless and, and so much flow. And I've gotten I'm looking at my list here, like 20 things done in a day and a half, stuff that would have taken me in the past weeks to get through just because I have the space. (laughs) Do you guys hear that? Like, wow, this is really what, where we're going towards and like hearing your story, Megan, really, it's just so refreshing and so reassuring to know that that's possible. And for me, again, knowing you like, outside of this podcast, I understand that like truly it's so cliche. It's so fucking cliche, but like, I know you and I know that if you can do it, anyone can do it. Like it really is like the amount to which you did not think that that was possible. And the, the degree to which you are now doing the thing is mind blowing. And also shit, there was one other thing I was going to say, but on day one, you guys, on day one, Megan was able to create a new page for our podcast website, which will already be up and active by the time you're listening to this. That is a tool for your toolbox. So, or tools for your toolbox, excuse me. So we're always talking about like, uh, this is the tool for your toolbox for this week, right? We've been talking about that now this entire time. 
she made a beautiful page with graphics that she created herself where we are able to write out in detail what those tools are after every podcast episode. And then she has a downloadable PDF. I guess we do. It's our website, but Megan created it. A downloadable PDF where you can have these worksheets to actually implement these tools. And we're both slightly nerdy. I'm a huge nerd. And for me, being able to have materials like that, um, that was really big when I was a drug counselor. Like I always had a binder of tools and worksheets that I would carry for my clients because for me, being tactile about it and really writing out what we want, that just reminded me of the second thing I wanted to say, writing out what we want is a huge deal. And it, it, it's a huge deal because it makes it intentful and you're taking the time to really put your intention on paper. And now that we have this as a function of our website, it just feels to me like we're opening up channels for other people to help in their process. And Megan, in a podcast that we did not too long ago, I don't remember which one it is. We said, and it might've been a Patreon episode. I'm really not sure. We said aloud what our intentions were. This is, this is, I'm, oh, I'm so excited to say this right now. You guys, it's kind of want to take a minute to be like, oh my God. We set, our, we set our intentions to the universe. We wanted to make them known. And my intention was that I wanted an abundance of nature and freedom to be able to spend time in nature and really absorb that. And Megan, you said that you wanted an abundance of time. I've got it all now, baby. <laughs> yeah, it happened. It actually happened. You are here. And I know for a fucking fact, I know for a, excuse my cursing, but I know for a motherfucking fact that that, that was only what, like a month ago that if November. I would have told, okay, that was November. So Megan, if I would have told you in November that you would have nothing but an abundance of time come mid January, you would have been like, that's pushing it. That's, that's really just not realistic or reasonable. But that's how energy works is when you're actually in flow and in alignment, just like a rubber band snapping back to its center, it, time becomes irrelevant because all you have is the thing that you're in alignment with, which for you is an abundance of time. Yes. And I am fully aware that I gave up um, a part-time position where I could work whenever I wanted and I made $55 an hour and it was hunky-dory in a lot of ways, but also I gained so much. And my partner said something um, that that really, I don't even know if he is aware of how much it impacted me, but he he's anxious. We'll, we'll say that, and that that's an understatement. And the idea of me leaving a position, because obviously I didn't do this without talking to my partner. Um, he supported it, but he obviously had some anxiety surrounding it, but he was really supportive and, and great and wonderful. But the thing that he said that really got me and kind of like gave me that like fresh of breath of air, you know, was that um, that this was step one to me being able to retire. <laughs> that, um, that he was really excited because he was going to be retired uh, by the time he is 37. <laughs> That's his goal for me to retire him by the time he's 37, because I'm taking that first step now. And that just meant so much to me. And I also want to point out, uh, sorry, I'm out of breath. <laughs> I ran up my stairs real quick and then ran right back down. So I want to point out, first of all, 
the fact that uh, she has that support system of her partner who is really seeing her for who she is and even in his anxiety, anxious self is able to see that Megan is operating in a way where she is changing and evolving as an individual. That's like it, it, when somebody is acting in integrity with their soul, you see it, you see it. So even if you're, you know, even if I'm Megan's partner and I'm anxious about being able to support ourselves off, uh, you know, one soul income and then whatever Megan's doing, uh, for her own business that is still being implemented in this new way, there's a level of security about that because you just know that this person is tapped into a power source that is larger than her. And it comes across, you might not have words for it. You might not be able to explain it, but there's a sense of security, comfort, and just knowing that comes with that. And I also want to point out that uh, when I said like, oh my God, you want an an abundance of time and you got it. I'm sort of seeing the macro of your journey right now, where when we started this podcast, you were working 50 plus hours a week. And you said that you were working to create a position for yourself where you had more time, but made the same amount of money. And you did that. You very literally did that. You were able to work half the amount of time and still make the same amount of money that you were making. And then once you realized that, that that was possible, that gave you the confidence to be able to step into this new timeline where now it's literally just time for you. So as everyone out there listening to this is making their own jumps and you're making timeline jumps all the time, whether you are realizing you're doing it or not, just like Megan said, um, know that it it doesn't have to be all at once. And as someone myself who is used to very big jumps, like I, uh, like I will radically change my entire life in within a matter of one day. Um, it doesn't have to look like that. And more often than not, it's incremental. And it's okay to step by step change your environment, your surroundings, and your inner world to where it feels more and more in alignment with you and your soul and what you want and what you're here to do. And then eventually, as you do that, things just start to fall away that aren't a match to that. And you don't have to try and you don't have to like put effort into it. It just starts to flow in a way where you're being guided by a force larger than you and it feels I want to say it feels supernatural. It like feels super comma like natural, but like also supernatural, I guess both. (laughs) I I want to point out something um, and I think it's really funny to think about. So you know how sometimes you have to like prove things to yourself in order to take the next step. And you were talking about how I was able to, to bring those things and attract them to my, my current situation about a month ago. I was a billionaire. I'm not joking you for due to a a flaw and a fluke with a a cryptocurrency. um, I have proof that I had $1.7 billion in (laughs) in crypto for about an hour. But now I know that I saw the screenshot. Yeah. Yeah. It did say. And it was funny too, (laughs) because as that was happening, she was like, this has to be a mistake. This has to be a mistake. And I was communicating to her like, Megan, it doesn't matter. Like regardless of what it is. And, but then it was like not going away. So it was a, it was a, like a couple, it was more than just a minute. It was more than a blip. It was like long enough for both of us to be having a conversation about, oh my God, are you, are you a crypto 
millionaire? Like, what the fuck just happened? No, billionaire. But, oh, sorry, billionaire, billionaire. Yeah, I was but, planning um, on foundations. I was thinking about how I was going to like build homeless like com- like communities, and I was planning it out. My partner was going to have a fountain. <laughs> And that was one of the things. So like the first thing she said was, I'm about to be able to take care of everyone in my life. And, uh, and to me, that made me like want to cry because just, you know, you never really know until you know what you would do when you come into money. And the fact that the first thing Megan thought of was being able to just take care of people and build foundations for others was incredible in and of itself. But one thing that her and I were both talking about in that moment is even if it's not real, it's real right now. Even if it's not real, this very moment of being able to see that and take that screenshot and know that that's your name and that dollar amount or crypto amount rather, uh, that unlocks these energetic, like it unlocks uh, gunk in the energetic field to be able to flow freely because you are able to perceive, conceive of what previously was inconceivable. You know, like you see that and it's like, holy shit, your brain starts thinking about all these, all these things that it never would have even begun to think about because now something's possible in a way that it wasn't possible before. And I think that that was a little nudge from the universe to really prep you for what you're doing now because now you're really doing things that were previously inconceivable to you. And, um, and I think that like, I'm like, I'm along for this ride too. And, um, and I kind of want to put a little blip in, do I, well, like timeline jumping in terms of timeline jumping, I just want to say that there is a way that a lot of people will do this in their lives. Myself, I'm talking about me right now. Here, I'll just, talk about it like it is. The way that I've implemented timeline jumping in my life is from a sort of uneducated, non-energetically clean perspective. Meaning I would get to a point in my life where we were talking about where I experienced the surrender. And then instead of taking the time like Megan did to really just sit in those feelings and feel those feelings and come back home to center, I would be in that place of surrender, so not center, but surrender and radical acceptance, but then believe my own limiting beliefs created this idea that I would have to radically change everything in my life to get what I want. And so I've done that about three times now where I would like leave my partner, leave my job, leave my home, just recreate everything from scratch. And there was a piece of me up until this point in my life that thought that there was something honorable and uh, like brave about that. And I'm now starting to realize that that in and of itself is escapism. Because if you're just, if you're just wiping, it sort of feels like a canvas, like you're working on a painting, you're working on a painting and you hate the painting. So then you just decide, screw it. And you paint the whole thing over and you start fresh. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that it served me in a lot of ways and really helped me grow as an individual. But as we're all really changing dramatically in our lives right now because of our outside conditions and the way that it's changing our inner worlds, I think it's important to note and like take, take, um, I want to say take Megan's advice, but it's, she's not giving advice. Like just sort of look at that experience and recognize incremental steps 
are really a good way to also build a foundation. You don't have to do everything all at once. And you don't have to have this big expectation that you're going to somehow be able to afford a gigantic chunk of land and that everyone you know is going to be able to come live on it and that you're going to be able to grow your own food and create this beautiful community. That's great to have that as an end goal. And if you can operate in that frequency in the here and now, that's really beautiful and it aligns you with that thing. But you can also just have some veggie starts in your garden and feel what it would feel like to grow your own food while having, you know, a handful of kale. It it doesn't have to be a big thing. And I think, and I want to thank you, Megan, for teaching me that. Because again, up until this point, I really thought that there was something uh, like, like the bigger the jump, the bigger the reward. And that's not really what it is. It's, it's much more about the bigger the intention and the stronger the alignment, the bigger the reward and the bigger the payout. I want to say that I'm, that phrase, um, you have to learn how to walk before you can run. And that's really important because honestly, if you were to uh, just suddenly wake up and you had the, the funds to have a small scale farm and, a, and build a collective community of people on a large stretch of land, you're not going to know what to do with that. You're not going to be connected to the energy surrounding that. And what's going to be a more beautiful moment for you is for that first time when you grow that one piece of kale and it took you six months to grow it and you love that little guy and you hate to eat him. But the pride that you feel and you made this, you grew this, you gave this plant room in your tiny space, you made room for it in your life and you nurtured it and you let it grow that feels so much better and that aligns you to that bigger energy down the road. So don't just think that you're going to magically be a a billionaire with all of the time in the world and uh, you're able to do all these things and you're not connected to that energy because you've never experienced even a small portion of that energy. You have to connect to that energy to attract that energy. And be so proud of those small steps. You're not going to wake up tomorrow and magically no longer have mental health issues or no longer have um, any sort of time management issues or whatever it is that you're struggling with as a human. You're still going to be human, but you can connect to those smaller frequencies and the, the energy and really feel what it feels like. And it feels so good to be in alignment, even if it is growing a single carrot or a piece of kale. Yeah, that's really how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. I I just feel so much as you were talking, it's just like truth, 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 truth. And so now I'm wondering, given where we're at, um, it feels like we adequately covered timeline jumping and what that is and what that looks like. And now moving we did not into cover how to do it. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. So now so we covered what it is and what it looks like. Now how to do it. So we're going to be doing this over on our Patreon. And um, we're going to talk about it here because we don't want to just like leave you with okay, and now we're done. But um, but I'm wondering. So this is really important to share with you. So I have d- taken the incremental steps to be prepared for this jump. So here are the things I want to kind of explain to you guys uh, where I'm at in my process and why I know I'm ready now. So um, I, in my life, in terms of like external factors, timeline wise, um, I would like to live in a house that feels like home. This is just intentions moving forward. I would like to live in a house that feels like home. You all already know that. I would like to have an abundance of nature. Um, 
and to be like, I want to take money out of it completely because I really could give a fuck about money, but it would be very, I do, um, how do I say, like I'm in crippling debt. Like, let's just be real. Like that is the truth of my life right now. I have massive, massive debt from, um, uh, living like anytime I was single in my life, uh, and living on my own, I live in Northern California where my rent for a 400 square foot studio apartment is $1,300 before utilities. So we're looking at like $1,500 a month just for the bare minimum roof over my head. And, um, that has been a consistent struggle in my life. And so you can hear as I'm talking the blocks around that, meaning when I say an abundance of nature, there's no like blocks surrounding that. Or when I say a house that feels like home, there's no blocks surrounding that. But something about the ability to support myself financially and experience financial freedom, I definitely have some blocks around that. So in my timeline jump, what I'm working to manifest is a life that is uh, abundant in all aspects spent in nature and in a house that feels like home with my partner, where my partner and I are able to work on the projects that matter most to us in a beautiful surrounding. And that to me seems like literal heaven manifested on earth. And I have now come to the understanding that I was getting in my own way through practicing escapism, which was our last episode that we talked about. So I'm still currently um, sober. I haven't been using any substances at all. And in addition to that, I also hadn't been taking care of my body in the way my body would like to be taken care of. So obviously substances is a part of that, but, but I'm talking like the food I eat and the mass amounts of coffee that I drink. <laughs> and then also making time for physical practice, like yoga practice and spending time outside. So these are the mini steps that I've taken to now be in an energetic place where I'm not just out of alignment and jumping, right? Like being uncomfortable and running from the thing. I got very real with myself that doing that was only going to make things worse. And that every time I would look for new places for us to live or some type of remote income, that it wasn't going to pan out because my energy just wasn't aligned for it. So that's the place that I'm in. But other than that, I honestly don't know where, like what we're doing or where we're going. So I'll let Megan take it from there. I am not going to give a specific set of steps to take to do your timeline jump. I know, boo hiss. But the reason I'm not doing that is because I want to remind you that every practice is very different vastly different and what works for you might not work for someone else but I will give you the core root of what a timeline jump with intention looks like where you're not just going from timeline to timeline and like aimlessly flowing where you can consciously choose to move to another timeline and what that process looks like essentially is taking time to radically accept your current position Detaching yourself from your current state of existence. So really removing yourself from the situation and observing it from an outside perspective. Removing your attachment to your current timeline. So like, thank you for how you've served me and thank you for how you've guided me in this current timeline, but I'm no longer connected to you. Bringing yourself down to a zero level where you have radical acceptance 
It's not positive. It's not negative. It just is. And then choosing to move into a timeline that is better suited to you. You can do this through a meditation. You can do this with a practitioner. And you can do this by yourself. You can do this via writing or scripting. You can do this in, through a shower. You can make consciously, like in the shower, you're accepting your process. You're washing your old timeline down the drain. And then whenever you dry yourself off, you're attracting that new timeline to you. You are in it. It's important to remember that this happens instantly. You aren't going to wake up in it the next day. You are choosing when it starts and it starts now. And I think that that really sums it up. So you can do it in a lot of different ways. There is no right or wrong way. As long as you detach yourself from the outcome and accept that you are just moving toward your highest timeline. Is there anything you want to add to that? <laughs> yeah, well, the fun part. So, um, no, I mean, all that was the fun part. But like for me as the total nerd and just I can't believe what we've created with this podcast um, and what you've created. It's just like, what? The fact that I get to say this right now. And you guys, that's the tool for your toolbox today is everything that Megan just listed. And you don't have to remember a thing that she just said, because this will all be available literally in our toolbox that is now created. And you can fucking download it and have it and write it out and have it as part of your process and just have it for forever. And what we will include in that link is... Um, but, or I'm, I think that this would be a great idea. Include uh, P the Fairy's link to the timeline work that she does do so that you guys can all get a little peep of the course that Megan was talking about. And also you can work with Megan. Um, she has all of her links on our podcast as well. So you can book a one-on-one -on -one session with Megan as well. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. That I, was the, I don't that even was have the a timeline jump offering at this point, um, but I'm absolutely open to it. Yeah, sorry, just to be clear. I'm not saying that Megan does timeline jumping work. What I am saying is that P the fairy, that's like her thing. That's like what she does is timeline jumping work. She also has will, a list of practitioners that she recommends as well. Oh, amazing. Okay, so we will, So, but what we will provide is these like mini steps that are not the whole thing at all, right? Because we're not just going to share that information because it's not ours to share. But we will- I'm sorry to interrupt you, but since I'm the one making Go it, for it. Um, I think that what I will create is something that helps you go through the process of radically accepting where you are and could possibly guide you through a written version of it. I don't want to commit to for sure going through the full process or not. It won't be it won't be peace. It will be mine um, and it will be a version specifically for you if I do it. But it will absolutely go through the process of preparing for a timeline jump and helping you decide where you want to go. Sorry if I was not clear with that. That's what I meant. I did not mean to say that she's going to provide the full process because I don't even know what that looks like yet. But um, but I just mean that the fact that we have this toolbox is really what I'm excited about. So that what we're talking about when we're saying like, and today's tool for your toolbox is blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm just excited that it's like, you can actually go find it. And not only can you go find it, but it has like pretty graphics and fun, like little boxes to fill out. And, um, and when I said, and you can also work with Megan, what, what she really excels in what I, per, I mean, I'm biased, but, um, because I've had one and it was life-changing, uh, energy clearings. And if you are going to like, if you click on P the fairy's link and you are interested in doing timeline work with her or working with any of the practitioners that she suggests, I absolutely think that having an energy clearing first would be an incredible way to go about it. 
And that is something that Megan does and offers. And that is on her website. And um, crap, I think there was one other thing I wanted to say. Uh, do, do check out P. Honest, I've been following her for a while and I think I consume more of her material than Megan does, but I just really, really, really resonate with what she puts out there. And she's so multifaceted. And I think that what I resonate with the most is that she literally is a warrior of truth and authenticity. And all of us are different in what we're here to offer. And so anyone who really sees that in the collective and understands that everybody's perspective is unique and valid is someone that I want to support and shout their name loudly. So thank you, P, for the work that you do. I'm incredibly grateful. And we are now going to be switching over into Patreon mode. So there's still not going to be a step-by-step process on our Patreon, but what there will be is a real-life Lissa going into a timeline jump and then checking in after the fact. And we already know what Megan went through and how impactful it was. And I let my intentions be known to the universe about what the timeline I'm looking to step into. And so we will see what the outcome of that is. Yes, absolutely. So thank you guys very much for hanging out with us. I hope that you enjoyed Um, we didn't really know what to expect from this format, to be honest. And I think, uh, it, it, it turned out to be just us. It just, it's, it always comes back to us being us. And I I actually really, I I like that about us is even with a lot of research and stuff, we still brought it back to a a really grounded place. And I like that flow always in flow. And I think that as long as continue to have that intention it will keep being that way and uh yeah guys thanks for listening thanks for listening and have a good day and check out those tools and goodbye bye